This is episode number 94 with Liz Bailey. Welcome everybody to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast where each week I will bring you a guest or a message to help you along your own pursuit of happiness. Everyone's pursuit of happiness looks a little different. So topics range from mental health, diet, nutrition, adventure, relationships, or talking with an expert that has an inspiring story to help all of us overcome our struggles and pursue our own happiness. And on this episode, I welcome back Liz Bailey, who made an appearance on the podcast on episode number 82, otherwise known as Wandering on the Weekends. And that is exactly what she does. Her and her husband travel to all of the national parks not quite every weekend, but basically every weekend, maybe every other weekend. And since 2020, since mid-2020, they have knocked off 53 national parks. Only 10 parks left. That is a rapid pace. So if you missed that episode, you have to go back and listen to that episode. And on this episode, this is somewhat of a two-part mini-series knowing that she went to Alaska, which is this major, major adventure in itself. I know I did it a year ago, but what she did was so different than what myself and Kristen did when we were there. I thought, hey, let's have a conversation about your trip to Alaska. Let's talk about it. Give some great advice. Tell us about your adventures and we can compare and contrast not just amazing travel stories, which we both have a lot of them from Alaska, but also to give the listeners really good advice. We want this to be a one-stop shop. If you're going to be traveling to Alaska or thinking about doing it, this is the podcast you have to listen to. And as always, feel free to shoot myself and or her a direct message. Ask us any of the questions that you want. We love talking about our trips, our adventure, we want to help you. Liz covers everything from taking seaplanes around Alaska to Brooks Falls and visiting some of the most remote areas and national parks in the entire state. And what I love about my conversations with Liz is she gives real good advice about when to plan ahead, when to book things. Things really do get booked way in advance with many of these trips that she takes she gives great advice and insight into that and yes i also asked her about the credit card game that she uses to travel with points and miles so you don't want to miss that either and as i mentioned this is a two-part series this episode is all alaska the next episode is all glacier national park what an amazing epic trip that is as well but let's not get ahead of ourselves alaska is just an amazing place on its own i am super excited for you to listen to this episode and trust me if you have not been to alaska start planning the trip now it is epic so without further ado here is liz bailey of wandering on the weekends Hey. What's happening? 
Not much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. For uh, for people listening, um, this is the second time you've been on, but not the second time we have communicated as we have hung out a few times with our spouses now, I can say, which is crazy. Love that. Um, yeah. I know. This is awesome when you're in the area. Um, you and your husband are really awesome people. And I'm looking forward to this conversation as all of our others have been great. And I uh, just popped op- open a punk canal. Nice. It's that time of year. It's, uh, it's not time of year. It's very cold here for this time of year for us. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm okay with that, honestly. I'm not okay with Hurricane Ian ruining our weekend, quite possibly. Um, yeah. A lot of rain coming our way. Do you have or did you have any plans this weekend? Yeah, so I have a flight tomorrow morning at 8.55, which I don't think I'll be making um, just due to inclement weather. Where are you supposed to go? I was supposed to head up to Connecticut to see family. Uh, My parents live up there. My brothers live up there. And I don't think that's going to work out this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Are you going to make the call? Are you going to just go with it until they cancel the flight on you? Yeah, I'm just going to go with it until they cancel the flight. It would It's a really quick weekend, um, so there's really no point of calling it unless it is called. So yeah. mm. I'm just going to show up in the airport and see what happens. That's tough. Yeah, you probably saw on my on my Instagram that two weeks ago was my birthday, and we went to Orlando for my birthday. I can't imagine. I told Kristen, I was like, thank God we didn't go to Orlando this weekend. They shut everything down. Yeah, everything's closed down there. Yeah. I'm glad you guys got to go. Yeah, last weekend. A, yeah it was uh, it was a good time. She got me good with the uh, Halloween horror nights. That is uh, recommended. That was a really good time. The only downside was it's still like a theme park. You got to wait in line for for quite some time, and uh, it rained on us a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. It didn't ruin the mood. It was pretty cool. I'm I'm That's super awesome. excited. Yeah. Uh, what else you been up to? Uh, let's see. I'm. Sunday, we just got back from a 10-day trip out west. We went to California, uh, southern Oregon, um, explored a couple more national parks out there for more national parks. Um, Just trying to visit as many as we can before the snow comes, you know. What is your count up to right now? What was that? What's your count up to? We are up to 53 out of 63, so we have 10 left. Wow. Okay. So last time we talked, which wasn't that that long ago, you were at like 42 or 43, I want to say. So you're really knocking them out. When are you going to be done? Do you have this on the schedule? Yeah. So mid-August of 2023. So less than a year. Got it mapped out. Yeah. Wow. What's left? Where else you got to go? So American Samoa, which is definitely probably going to be the most challenging. Uh, the three left in Alaska, Gates of the Arctic, Kobuk Valley, and Glacier Bay. Great Basin out in Nevada. North Cascades, that's our last one to do in Washington. And then the two in Hawaii. Oh, they're all great ones. They might be mm-hmm. difficult, but wow, those are quite some locations. And you get to go yeah. back to Alaska. You have to go back. You excited about that? I am very excited about it, Uh, especially going to different parts of Alaska will be nice to explore. Like uh, Glacier Bay is around Juneau, which we didn't get the opportunity. It's obviously very far from Anchorage. Uh, So that'll be great. And then the other two are 
north of Fairbanks, which we didn't get the opportunity to visit Fairbanks while we were there. So it will be a good change of pace to see more of the state. Now, full disclosure, I've actually been to Glacier Bay. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, on, a I, on a cruise, is how else can you how else can you get there? That's I mean, it. it's in the water, right? Yeah. 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 So you'll most of the people go on a cruise. I was gonna say, so are you taking a cruise next year? Yeah. So we'll do like a a couple day cruise around that area. We also want to see a little bit more of Wrangell St. Elias. Um, I know Hubbard Glacier, you a lot of people get to see on cruises, mm-hmm. which obviously we didn't see while we were there. Um, so potentially tying in a couple of the Alaska parks that we've already been to. Obviously. Do you get anything if you knock off every single one? Is there like <laughs> some kind of like a t-shirt or something? You know, I think there should be because it is a huge feat. Um, but I guess it's just kind of the honor yeah. to do it. I'm just thinking of like, you know, you go to these places and you have every beer on tap or something like that. Your name goes on the wall. I feel like we should do something like that for yeah. national parks. Like a, yeah. Awesome. We have like a scratch off map that definitely it's like really fun to watch it diminish. And that's, that's really like our cool. little prize in the house. That's really cool. I'll tell you what, if you want a t-shirt design for you two to wear, say I did all the national parks, something like that. I'll design that shirt for you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so I feel like you Long should get a t-shirt at, least, at the very least doing all those <laughs> national parks. I mean, that's, that's quite a task. So if you know when you're going to visit the last one, how long will it have taken you to visit all of them? Three years and two months. That's incredible. Yeah, so June 2020 to August 2023. Wow. That's just, that's just my, there's so many national parks and so many different locations. And like you said, so many are hard to get to. That is quite a commitment. You made the commitment. Did you make the commitment after the first, you went to Rocky Mountain, right? In Colorado? Yeah, we made the commitment after the first one. We were there, um, really didn't hike much before then. And we were like, this is absolutely amazing. We understand why this land is so protected. Um, like this public land is just so awe-inspiring. We're like, let's visit them all. Let's make it our goal. Did you realize what you were in for when you made that commitment? Oh, absolutely not. I had no idea. No, not at all. I mean, going into visiting like national parks, I knew of big ones, Grand Canyon, Badlands, Denali, um, Mm-hmm. But most of these I've never heard of prior. So I had no idea what it entailed when we made that commitment to ourselves. What did you learn the most after making that commitment and going through 80 to 90% of them so far? I've learned a lot of like geology associated with the land that we live on and like the flora and fauna that comes with it and the history of the people who lived there. I mean, you go to Mesa Verde and you see these homes that people have lived in, you know, in like years ago and the hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. and you know, the petroglyphs in all of these parks. And it's incredible to see, you know, how far, you know, our land has come and, you know, what we use it for now. Um, and it's amazing to protect um, and just 
how incredibly beautiful America is. A lot mm. of people travel outside of the country not knowing what we have here, like right here in our backyard. And that is just something that I am really appreciative of. Yeah, I second that um, with the land too, because just having gone to Glacier myself not too long ago and learning about like the dinosaur fossils and how like they've gotten shifted with the tectonic plates and then going to Sedona last month for my wedding and learning about the red rocks and all the lines on it and how it was like in the ocean at some point. It's just like, you just can't really fathom it. I mean, we're talking millions of years ago, which yeah. you really can't fathom, but it's, it's crazy how that was just a completely different land at the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to understand, but um, I, I absolutely second that. What about travel tips or advice for someone who, has made this commitment or wants to make this commitment, what, what would you uh, tell somebody that? My biggest thing is know what you like and how you like to travel. Um, going to all these places, a lot of people think that we camp and, you know, we're huge outdoorsy people. We backpack and that that's not how we like to go to these parks and going into that, having that headspace that, um, you need to research a lot more than you would think. You know, you go to a big city when you travel, there are so many Airbnb options and hotels. Um, going to some of these places in smaller areas that are remote, you need to plan a lot in advance. You need to research a lot in advance. Um, you need to know how you like to travel. Mm. Uh, also, just knowing about what times of years to go, I would have never thought to kind of think that way. So we went to Oregon last week and it snowed on us in uh, Crater Lake National Park. Wow. Wow. And you, you were like, oh, it'll be, it's September. You know, we will have no problem with weather going into that. Not knowing that, nope, it is cold season. It was 35 degrees. We were driving around the rim. You couldn't see the lake and it starts snowing. Mm. You know, it's just, it's definitely, uh, the world's a crazy place. Like you need to research it a lot more than you would think. Um, even when we went to Rocky Mountain the first time, it was June 19th and it snowed on us. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it is, it's crazy. The weather can definitely be a funny thing. And you, you don't expect that. I was gonna say, you made me slightly nervous. Uh, we're going to Idaho and in a month from like tomorrow, I think it is. I'm super excited about it. And I'm trying to get Kristen excited about it. And she is, but it's like, I don't want it to snow because <laughs> she's gonna be like, why did you bring me? <laughs> to the snow when it's 70 degrees north carolina um right. but it'll be it'll be cool did you enjoy the seeing the snow out there or were you not prepared for that at all i wasn't prepared for it as much as i should have been um especially because the days leading up and the days after it was like beautiful sunny days in crater lake mm -hmm. um so it was kind of a fluke that it was just very cold very rainy uh you didn't see the lake at all so it was a little bit disappointing, um, but that's whether, you know, you can plan as much as you want years in advance, some trips or, you know, months in advance. And that's the one thing that you cannot control. Right. And so with Crater Lake and not being able to see it, is it on your to-do list to go back and actually see it? Yes, it is on our to-do list. Um, there's definitely a lot more to see. We weren't able to hike uh, at all, really, um, just due to the wind around the mm. area. So it has been put back on the list to visit as soon as possible. So speaking of not being able to plan to see, there's Denali 
Um, so let's get into it. You're squinting a little bit. Let's get into Alaska. And uh, this is going to be a two-parter, and I can't wait for that. Um, as you know, we were talking about, we got to talk about Alaska. We have to talk about Montana. And it's just like, we're going to be here for like 10 hours talking about this. So we're going to split into two. I can't wait to talk about our trips, compare and contrast. And let's get into it. Let's get into your trip to the magical world of Alaska. And let's start from just your, your plane ride. Where did you take off from? Where did you land? And what time of year? Absolutely. So we traveled to Alaska uh, the second to last week of August. We stayed for 10 full days um, and we of Raleigh-Durham International flew on Delta to Anchorage with a layover in Minneapolis. Um, We flew early morning. So we got to Anchorage around noon, I want to say. So we pretty much had like a full day there. Um, One thing about later August is a lot of people think that the daylight stays 24 hours for a very long time. It did, the sun did set around 10 o'clock each night. So we did have the darkness until five o'clock the next morning. Um, We didn't have that full 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So we flew in and out of Anchorage. Um, But from there, you know, hopped around. So Anchorage was our home base for the most part, uh, but Seward was also our home base for three days. What did you think about that road to get in? It it takes a little while to get there though, huh? It takes a little while to get there. You know, the one lane road uh, each way for the most part. It was beautiful. I mean, you have mountains, you have the Turnigan arm next to you for a good chunk of it. Uh, and it was gorgeous. You see wildlife on the road uh, and you follow the river for a long time. I believe it was a river. Uh, we, every single day we were there, it rained. Literally, almost every single second of every single day, it rained. So there were a lot of days where we didn't get to see the mountains, even if they were right outside of our window, just due to the cloud coverage there. Uh, So the ride was beautiful. We didn't get to see as much of the mountains as we would have liked to, unfortunately. Does that like hurt you a lot deep inside? Like I went all this way and I couldn't see that. I can sense a slight disappointment. It was a little disappointed. It was a little disappointing, um, but you can't plan for it. I mean, who would have thought that we would have gotten all of this rain? And we talked to some of the locals and they were like that, you know, it is a rainy season in August. Um, You know, at least you have the warm weather associated with the rain and it's not snowing because the week before Denali had a, what they called, I believe, a termination snow, where it did snow, Mm. you know, the week before we went. So, you know, we didn't get snow. um, It was just rain. But it was disappointing that we didn't get to see as much wildlife as we wanted to. Um, I know a lot of people going into Alaska are like, wow, there's bald eagles literally everywhere. I didn't see a single one um, the entire trip. My husband saw one. Uh, So we didn't see as much wildlife as we wanted to. We didn't see all of the mountains as we drove in, drove out, um, even going to the parks. We didn't see as much as uh, usually is visible. Mm-hmm. Disappointing, but understandable. I mean, it was just luck of draw when you're picking dates. We planned in October of the year before. So, mm-hmm. you know, 10 months in advance, you're never going to know that. And, you know, not to throw salt in the wind. I'm not trying to do that, but for anybody who's listened to this and is like, well, I wonder when to go to Alaska. I went to Alaska 
the year before around the same exact time. And we had sun like every day. So it really, it, I mean, we're super blessed because of that, but it really is luck of the draw. It really, yeah. really is. Um, yeah. Then you got the Northern lights that people want to see. So if you're going to be seeing the Northern lights, you're probably playing with fire a little bit as far as weather goes, because it starts to get colder. But if you want to go in the summer, maybe a better time to go, but you're definitely not going to see the Northern lights either. So it's a, it's a mix and match, but uh, let's get into some of the highlights. I'm super, super interested. We've been waiting to talk about this. Um, So yes. So go over your itinerary. Yeah, absolutely. So day one, we arrived in Anchorage, um, spent the day around the area, uh, like the Lakehood area, just around the airport, um, because day two, we flew out near um, ANC to Katmai National Park, which everybody knows because it's Fat Bear Week in a couple of weeks. Um, it is where you see the brown bears. I want to hear so, about this. This, this uh, looks awesome. It was the highlight of the trip 100 percent um what an awesome experience to be so up close with these magnificent creatures we took a small plane out of anc via katmai air uh, with bristol adventures and we flew into king salmon and from king salmon we took a small seaplane over to brooks camp which is the main area with the falls uh, that all the bears hang out at. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a slight scare going there. We got to the airport and they made the announcement that due to cloud coverage, they can get us to King Salmon, but they potentially might not get us to Katmai because there's no radar in the smaller seaplanes. So if they can't see, you don't get there. They're like, you can get to King Salmon, And then you might have to wait there until we can get you back to Anchorage and you won't be able to go to Katmai. And we're like, we're rolling the dice. We're going to go. Like some people left and got their money back. They're like, no, we don't want to take that chance. You know, it is, it's an expensive excursion for one day. How, how expensive is it? If you don't mind, cause I would, I'm, I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. So we paid, uh, it was $990 a person to get to Brooks camp and back. The small plane from Anchorage to King Salmon and then over. And I know a lot of people can do it a little bit cheaper. Um, you can take an Alaska airline flight from Anchorage to King Salmon and then a water taxi from King Salmon to Brooks Camp. Um, maybe a couple hundred dollars. We wanted to get there a little bit quicker. We like to just have it all done at one chunk. Um, so it was the easiest option for us at the time, okay. but okay. it is expensive. A lot of people who, when I research, pay between you know seven fifty and a thousand dollars. So regardless, it's going to cost you some money one way or the other to get there. Yes, and even staying there, um, it's a lottery system, so they do have lodging at Brooks Camp. Lottery system year before, and that's expensive to stay in the camps and things like that too. So it is a very expensive trip uh, just going to visit the park. Did you stay there or did you do a day trip? We didn't stay there. We did a day trip, um, which worked out best for us just wanting to do a lot in the short amount of time that we had out there. Is there a reason to stay there? Do you wish you did or one day was enough? I would have loved to stay there. Uh, They have 
I believe it's the Island of 10,000 Smokes or the Land of 10,000 Smokes, where you can take a bus to the area where the um, volcano was that erupted. Um, But you must be staying there in order to go because it's a day trip within the national park. So there are other areas to visit other than just Brooks Camp and the falls. Okay. So tell me as you start approaching where you go to see these bears, like, tell me what that was about. So once you land on the lake to get into Brooks Camp, you automatically see bears. Like while we landed and were taxiing to shore, you know, there are bears just laying, playing on the shoreline, like where we're going. It's like you fly in, you're like, okay, there's bears everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, They're not just at the falls, which most people think seeing all the videos and the photos and a lot of people watch the live feeds in the summer. Um, They're everywhere there. I mean, they have over 2000 bears, I believe in the park. Um, And you might see 10 to 20 bears at any given time on the falls. So those other bears are around. We landed and had to take a bear course when we got there. So anybody who comes into the park sits down and listens to, I think it was about 20 minutes. We watched a video and a park ranger spoke to us about how to be respectful because it's their home. It's not ours at the end of the day, you know, we're infiltrating their land Um, and just how to be respectful of them and how to be safe, not only for us, but for them to be safe. Um, And things like food storage, they had, you know, food storage areas where anything that you brought off the plane has to go into this area. You can't walk with any food. Um, How do you stay between gates that they have set up? So if you are eating, you have to go into a gated area, like a playpen almost. Um, And just discussed that, which was really helpful going into that because I had never been into an area where you're going to be so close up with bears. After that is done, um, we were able to walk around as we pleased. So the river uh, and the falls was about a mile walk from where the uh, visitor center is. So you're hiking on trails over boardwalks where there's bears everywhere. I was going to say, are you protected at all? Or you're just kind of like, man, you're on your own. No, you're on your own. So over like a boardwalk area, when you first get up, um, there are like gates where you kind of walk onto the boardwalk and then, you know, you close the gate behind you so you can be above the water. And as we walked above the water, there was a bear under the boardwalk standing up, munching on a fish. And it was so cool. Like you got there and you saw bears right in front of you. Wow. Um, But other than that, if you were around like the land area following the river, you were not enclosed in anything. It was a free for all. And a lot of people do run into bears on the trail. Um, And the bears have the right of way on the trail and they teach you. If you see a bear approaching on the trail, you go off trail, which a lot of parks are like, do not stay off, do not go off trail. That is, you know, protected area. Nope, you go as far as you can into those woods and you wait for them to pass you. Wow crazy. Wow. And so, uh, Brooks falls, which everybody sees, uh, is on a boardwalk. So you are above watching them. Um, they walk under you play under you. I mean, we, we saw that, uh, just in the grass below you and then the grass in front of you, um, the water in front of you. So they are everywhere. Well, so it sounds like it's nearly, nearly a guarantee. You see, you will see bears if you go there. I would say so. 
wow. I would definitely say so. Um, especially in the months that they're open. I mean, July and September are the large months for, you know, mm-hmm. bears to be on the falls just due to the spawning and then, you know, the death of all the salmon floating down the river. So it's easy targets for bears to catch. So they're going to be at the river. Oh, I never realized with the salmon. And so you said there's a lottery system. When do you have to put in for that? And do you know like what the chances are? Yeah, so the lottery system to stay there is always going to be the year before. Um, I'm not sure of the chances of how many people get in. Um, I know I contacted them in October of last year when the lottery system had already closed. I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what it looked like for the following year going in August. So I reached out, see if there was a wait list. And they were like, we have hundreds of people on the wait list. Like we cannot take a single other name. So there are people who hundreds, if not thousands, I'm not sure if the numbers apply to go. And then they have just a wait list for so many people. So speaking of waitlist, I was looking into briefly the other day. I don't want to. I don't want to get off track here, but the wave. Have you looked to go into the wave? Mm-hmm. I apply quite frequently because you can apply every month for you know the month and the couple months in advance. Um, and I have not received. I don't think the chances are that great, right? I like I think it's pretty limited. It's pretty limited. I think it's like four groups get chosen uh in the advanced lottery and then for the day before something along those lines and you could apply up to 16 people i believe in your group um and it's it's nine dollars every application that you put in and you don't get that money back if you don't get selected so you know every month you're paying a nine dollar fee to 99 mm. won't get selected and so, where would you fly in for that so um that's in around like uh, I probably Vegas, I would imagine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to go if your name is called, even if you're like, eh, I don't really want to go. It's like, do you realize how cool this is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you gotta go. Vermilion <laughs> cliffs. Um, so yeah, I would say, yeah, the Vegas area. And then okay. So put me in your group. Shit. I'll go <laughs> for $9. Yeah. No, I apply uh, every so often. I'm like, Oh, it's a new month. They just sent me an email saying I didn't get it because they tell you the first of the month. They like automatically select it. I'm like, oh. Do you, I um, I, I, you don't strike me as a golf girl or do you do sports or golf at all? No, I personally do not. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I guess that, but I, I won the lottery when it came to the Masters. I don't know if you know what the Masters is. Yes. Um, I won the lottery. So my dad and I will be going to the Masters this April. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people apply to that. They don't get it. I, I have applied for it five, six years in a row and I haven't gotten it. So I got it. Two tickets to Wednesday. I'll be going to that. So maybe some of my, my luck can rub off on you with the wave. That, that is be, so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're pretty so. cool. We get the email. That's it. You just remind me real quick. You're like, do you get the email? I was like, I was like, yeah, what's this? And I opened it. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I got it. Amazing. I got what it. What a once in a lifetime opportunity. You have to yeah. go. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm super excited about it. And I know we're looking at planning our honeymoon around that time. So we'll, we'll have to work around that one. But uh, back to Alaska, I know that's what we're talking about here. So you're watching the bear. Are you limited as, as how much time you have there? Or is there time you'd recommend how long to stay? Yeah. So during uh, the busier months, there is time constraints between like 30 minutes to an hour that rangers um, allow you to stay on the platforms right at the falls. 
thankfully in uh, late August, it was during the slower season. So we didn't have time constraints. Um, it was a free for all. So we were able to come and go as we pleased off the platform to see the bears in that one area, which was really nice because um, we were able to do a little bit of hiking elsewhere. Um, go to <laughs> Hiking? I, I don't <laughs> You really feel safe hiking around there? <laughs> no. <laughs> we went to, there's a couple lakes. There's like the beautiful, beautiful blue lakes there that we wanted to see another lake in the area. So we visited it. But yeah, no, hiking is not as yeah, I'm not sure about that one. But, um, mountain, there is a, uh, a mountain that you can hike. That's like a day hike there. And some people who did come off the seaplane with us hiked it. And they were like, we saw fresh bear prints, like very, very close to us. Uh, you're asking for trouble. I don't yeah. know about that one. But so the bear at the waterfall, like how far is that from you? Because I know everyone's there with the cameras and zoom lenses. I can't get a grasp on how, how close or far they are. Not far at all. I will say like, as you're on the platform, there's maybe 10 feet of dirt before the water starts. And then wow. it's, it's the river. Right so there. you're very close. You are up probably 10 feet, if not a little bit more. Um, but we were talking to the Rangers about it. Just, you know, are there incidences? Because of course there's so many people. Um, and some people don't respect wildlife and parks as much as we would want them to. Mm -hmm. just knowing that fact. Um, so we did ask that question um, and they were saying that the bears are so used to the people in one particular area. Like they just expect there to be people on the platforms mm -hmm. that it like doesn't bother them at all. You know, like they know exactly where the people are so that they can feel safe. So if you're off trail, you know, it's confusing to them. If you're, you know, in a different place other than the platform, it's confusing to them. So having one location for people to be is like the safest that the bears can be and the safest that the people can be, which was really nice to think about. Hmm. Did they give you bear spray as well? They did not. No. So <laughs> bear spray is not allowed there. It's, oh, it's not even allowed. It's allowed there. I mean, bear spray, they did. We did not have bear spray. Um, there was not bear spray for purchase at the visitor center. Uh, there was no mention of it anywhere. I don't, I don't believe it's allowed there. Hmm. Um, the only way to really get there is by plane. So. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, keep going, keep going, keep, keep telling me more. Yeah. So I, I mean, that was the day we watched bears for hours and hours and hours. And it was amazing. We got to see, you know, the babies. Um, we got to see the big, big bears, you know, fishing, catching them with their paws, catching them in the mouth. It That's was crazy. It was such a cool experience. And, you know, to be so close to them and to just watch nature take its course was an amazing experience. And we lucked out. We did get a little bit of blue skies for probably a half an hour. Um, so it was great to be there. And thankfully our planes made it there and back very safe. And we were really lucky to have such good pilots who were seasoned in this weather that we had. Awesome. We'll keep going. So you flew back to uh, Anchorage and then what? Yeah, I flew back to Anchorage. And then the next day we went to Chugach uh, State Park, which is in Anchorage. So it is a ginormous uh, park. And we did kayaking awesome. on one of the lakes there. Um, we picked up a rental car that morning, uh, which was nice. That way we had it for the trip. We didn't get it the day before because we were um, in 
the, uh, in Katmai. So we get to the state park though, and we had a flat tire. So, you know, life on Instagram is this perfect, perfect place. And the realities of traveling is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I, I imagine I could be wrong. Your rental car probably was not as expensive as ours the year before, after the rental car shortage with COVID. It oh. was insane. But yeah, anyways, it was, it was, we were struggling to even find a single car, but yeah, yeah. that's tough. A uh, flat tire. That's, that's a tough that. way to start it off. Yeah. And so we were in the middle of nowhere, no service, you know, we're deep into this state park. You don't see people. There was like one other person in the whole entire parking lot. Um, so, you know, changing, changing a flat tire in the parking lot, but we kayaked. So we kayaked in uh, this lake. And it was, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was this turquoise blue lake. Let me find the name of that lake for you. So we did, um, Eklutna, <laughs> Your guess lake. is as good as mine. Apologies for the mispronunciation, but we, uh, kayaked for a couple hours on the lake. Um, it poured on us the entire time. The lake, they think, they said it was like in the thirties. So if you fall in your, um, wow. it's going to be pretty cold. So, uh, we, we did kayak. It was beautiful. Um, we did see a moose going into the state parks. So we did see a little bit of wildlife going in, um, but more or less it was a rest day. Um, cause the first day was kind of go, 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 mm -hmm. which was great. Uh, we did get to explore a little bit of Anchorage. So a brewery, a, a local restaurant, um, any that you would recommend? Our favorite place that we ate at the entire time we were in Alaska was Matanuska Brewing in Anchorage. It was wonderful. They had great beers. They had great food. Um, I will say, just like you talked about um, in previous podcasts, food is incredibly expensive in Alaska, and it's not as good as we're very lucky in Raleigh Durham. <laughs> right. We have awesome, awesome, awesome food. And just it's it's limited up there. Um, you know, you're limited to your options. So uh set your bar low. Expect a lot of pizza. Almost every place we went to offered like so many pizzas. The thing that surprised me the most, honestly, that disappointed me a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong because I only saw saw so much, but when I went to Alaska, I was like, I'm going to eat salmon today. I'm going to eat trout today. I'm going to eat this fish. I thought it was going to be seafood heaven. And it really wasn't or no. either that or I just didn't go to the right places. And if you did find it, it was like incredibly expensive. And it's like, what the heck? No, I agree. We, we felt the same way. I'm, yeah. You're not seeing that as much as you expected to see it. Mm-hmm. That's, that was definitely my expectation, but uh, yeah. no, that's good. That's a really good tip for people going. It is funny. I've done multiple Alaska episodes. They do very well. People listen to the Alaska episodes. So tips and tricks and places to go like that are going to be very helpful. Absolutely. So then the next day we drove out to Wrangell San Elias. So that's the largest national park in the 50 States and all of the national parks. I know that. Uh, and we, only got to see a small part of it. So from Anchorage, we drove to a town of 
called Glen Allen, um, which is about three hours from Anchorage, um, which is on this absolutely gorgeous highway, you know, just lined with mountains the entire time, just like the drive to Seward. And we were able to explore the part that's accessible via the road, um, like the Copper River area. So unfortunately, we didn't get, we didn't have enough time to actually fly into the mountains and see the ranges like we should have. Um, and there are two dirt roads, gravel roads that go into the park. They're both, you know, 40 to 50 miles long, but rental cars are not allowed on them. <laughs> due to the nature of the roads. So we got to explore the small little area that um, is accessible by foot, by car. Um, and then, you know, was able to see the mountains leading up to that park. So we want to go back to that park, just knowing that there, it's huge. And we saw not even a percent of the park. Mm. Um, it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, it rained while we were there, it was very cloudy. So the mountain ranges weren't as visible as we would have loved them to be, but we did see the river and it was gorgeous. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a long day, six hours in the car, three there and three back. Wow. Yep. That's Alaska for you. Yes. And then the next day uh, we drove to Denali from Anchorage and that's also, you know, three and a half hours. Yeah. And the cell service, did you have issue with cell service? Cause we did, we were in and out, in and out the entire time. In and out the entire time, the entire time. Um, yes. And that was also a pretty drive. If you have visibility. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yes. It's a very pretty time. <laughs> So we got to we got to Denali and we got to do the because driving right now you can do 15 miles of the park road. Um, mm-hmm. if you take a bus tour, you can do 30 miles of the park road. So we did about 13 miles of the park road, and then there was a bear dam. So there was a bear in the road, and the rangers turned everybody around. You can try to get to see it. So we didn't do the full 15 miles, just 13. Oh man, you didn't see the bear either. Nope. Uh, at least you saw a bunch of them already. So. Yeah. And we, we got to see some moose, um, while we were driving on the park road, which was great. We did see some wildlife. Once we got into the park, we, there was visibility, which was great. We did see some of the mountains and a lot of like the flora there. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, but we did a really quick trip there because we went to Telkina and we had a plane tour of Denali um, that evening. So we had a 6 p.m. plane tour that was supposed to circle around Denali and land on a glacier in Denali, which would have been amazing. And due to weather, they canceled it 15 mm. minutes before we boarded. So that hurts. Obvious, it looks beautiful. We will go back 100% just to do that plane tour. Um, it was with K2 Aviation. If you haven't heard of them, please look them up. They just have these incredible, you're up close, you're within six miles of Denali, you know, at its peak. Um, and I get it. I mean, you're in a very small plane that fits, you know, maybe 10 people max. Yeah, huge, better safe huge, than sorry. Yeah, better safe than sorry. So we did end up staying in that area just for the evening we went to a brewery around the area um because we had to be there anyway you know yeah. it was right before we were about to board so you stayed in talk Eatna? 
yeah, we can tell Keetna. Yeah, it's like a little bit of civilization in the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty it's like cool a town. little like off road that ends in a dead end, like twenty miles up, and then you have to go <laughs> back down. Exactly. Were Were the um, leaves and trees and all that changing at that time when you were up there? A little bit of them. Um, as we drove to Denali, they were a little red, a little orange um, mm. as we drove, but around the Anchorage area, they were not turning. Okay. Yet. Yep. Yep. Same here. Okay. Yeah. Keep so it was beautiful. Keep so unfortunately, going. our Denali plans fell through. Um, we got to go into the park and do a little bit of it. Just we didn't see Denali. We were one of the, the majority, honestly, the majority. It's so, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely feel blessed when I say like, we saw it. Like the first time we woke up, uh, I'll never forget, Kristen walked out of the Airbnb room we were staying at. She's like, it's out, it's out. I was like, what? <laughs> so I got up, jumped out of bed. I was like, there it is. Like, we didn't even like try. It was like, there it was. We were immediately part of the 30% club. Um, it's, it's big, it's majestic, but... Like I said, 30% club, the majority don't see it. It creates its own weather pattern, which is pretty incredible. Um, But I will say, as we're talking about Denali, the 15 miles of driving in and out is super cool. Like we did that probably four or five times, just like. We were like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? We can go to bed. We're like, let's go drive the road again. And we just literally hop in the car and go drive the road again. And it was like, mm-hmm. every time we saw like different moose, different animals. I was like, this is really cool. I really, really enjoy doing that. It was beautiful. And, you know, you saw some like smaller peaks on either side of you. So you're seeing, you know, mountains, you're seeing the flowers, you're seeing the plants, you're seeing the animals, you're seeing everything that you want to mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. It was really cool. And the bus ride, you can take a bus ride to keep going down that road. I honestly don't think I'd recommend that. It's a long day on a bus just to see mountains. It, it gets it gets a little old. It gets a little repetitive. Unless you want to sit down all day, go for it. But mm, wasn't for me. So, yeah, that was our Denali. And the following day, we uh, flew to Lake Clark National Park. Um, Lake Clark is over by Katmai. Uh, we took a small plane with Lake Penn Air. You and your small planes. They make you nervous at all? They, oh yeah, they make me very nervous. <laughs> and I get a uh, pretty bad motion sickness. So just dosed out on Dramamine patches yeah. behind your ears that you can order like the natural patches off of Amazon. Hmm. Yes, 100%. So we took a, it was about an hour and 15 minute plane ride over to Lake Clark. Um, and we landed in Port Allsworth, which is a small little town. Um, it, the runway there is actually owned by Lake Penn air. So it's, it's like a gravel runway. You're landing on gravel. Seriously. Wow. There were not many of us that got off the plane. I think it was just our group before that we were with, um, because it's like a little commuter plane where you could take to all these smaller communities, um, that are inaccessible via car. Uh, so it was a small little plane over to a gravel runway in a small little community with nothing open. And we got there on a Sunday. So it was, we had eight hours in the park in total and the park is big. You know, there's a lot of brown bears that you will see there. It's just like Katmai went to the brown bears. Um, you have the beautiful turquoise Lake Clark, which you can hike around. You can rent 
kayaks. Um, and there are two hikes that are pretty day hiker friendly. There is one up to the top of the mountain, um, which they don't suggest if you're there less than eight hours um, because of the steepness of it. But mm. we, due to weather, we didn't feel comfortable hiking up the mountain. So we did, I think it was like five miles round trip. We hiked to this beautiful waterfall with the flowing blue river. Um, and then had pretty much the entire day to hang out by the lake. It did was, you have bear spray at this time? Like, did you feel safe and comfortable? So we couldn't take bear spray on the plane, just oh, yeah. being it was a small plane. Um, but when we landed the airplane owners, it's like their house that they have like a little Mm-hmm. lobby downstairs for those people flying on the plane they have bear spray for you to carry with you when you're okay. hiking okay. they did offer a bear spray we didn't know that until we were done hiking for the day so it was a little alarming but we talked a bunch the bears didn't bother us we didn't see a single barrel we were there we just you know made those noises as we saw fit <laughs> lucky lucky we were so lucky lucky <laughs> so. is right um, yeah going into that and uh yeah they did offer it because when we went back there you know we checked in for our flight um, and we still had some time so we went and did like a small little hike to the lake again and mm-hmm. they offered it to us and they were like oh, uh-huh. spray. And we didn't take it we didn't feel the need to we felt very safe in the area um it's you know a lot of people live there i i say a lot i think it's like 200 so not <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot for yeah. this small little town um you know they're used to seeing the wildlife and the wildlife's used to seeing them there's moose uh, so we felt very safe and you mm-hmm. know the trails are designated um so it was it was a really good experience to visit such a remote park we didn't see anybody else on the trail walking to the waterfall you know we had it to ourselves the park was literally ours. That's really cool. That's really cool. And it's also really scary in a way, you know, because oh, of definitely. where you are and how remote it is. But looking back, it's really cool too. That's awesome. Yeah. Looking back, it was really cool. We went on a Sunday, um, which I guess in hindsight, it's 2020. We didn't know this at the time, but there is a, like a small little food truck in the town and it's closed on Sundays. The only day it's closed. Mm. It's like there was literally no options for you in the <laughs> town you know you're there for eight hours plus an hour there and an hour back on the flight so we packed what we needed to pack thankfully going into that just because we are you know avid travelers so we know that going into it but if you didn't know that um i will say ensure most of the time that you're in alaska be prepared to pack extra food and water yep that was our number one tip i believe was bring snacks just bring, bring snacks. a lot of snacks literally bring a lot <laughs> of snacks never um, no. mm-hmm. yes and also while we were there the uh, visitor center was closed which they're open all year round, um, you know, seven days a week. And it was just a fluke day where they just closed for one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have the opportunity to visit the visitor center and talk to the rangers about the area and learn the history. So that was a little unfortunate. Um, we didn't get you know, a firsthand experience from the people who stay there and mm-hmm. are so used to the area. Mm-hmm. What's next? So next we went and drove to Seward. Um, So we took that drive down. um, And as we arrived in Seward, we did exit Glacier and 
uh, Kenai Fjords yep. National Park. So we were able to hike to the glacier and see it. We didn't hike up to the ice fields. Um, it was a rainy day. Was that Harding? Was that Harding Ice Fields, I think? Harding Ice Field, yeah. Yeah. Harding yeah. Ice Field, yeah. We didn't do that either, but we heard we heard it's awesome. We heard it's also just pretty tough too. Yeah, I would definitely love to go back and do it. I think it's like an eight mile hike or something along those lines. And I would love to go back and see the ice field. It looks beautiful. We didn't have, you know, the time when we were there and we didn't have the weather while we were there to do it, but it is definitely on the list for when we revisit the park and we were able to spend the night in Seward um, and explore the area. And the next day we did a boat tour of Kenai Fjords. So we awesome. rented via Kenai Fjords tours uh, to do a wildlife. It was a wildlife and glacier tour. Um, and it was, I think it was six hours on a boat and we got to see a bunch of glaciers and, you know, the beautiful area and the mountains would be visible if it was a clear day. But we got to see all the iceberg, if they were icebergs, just the ice in the water. And we got to see calving of the glaciers. So it was a really, really cool experience to be Mm -hmm. out on the water and just seeing that, um, seeing the national park from that type of view. Exactly. Yeah. We did that with the major Marine tour, very similar, I'm sure. And it was definitely one of the highlights of our trip. That was a really cool time. So yeah, six, there's like a six hour one, eight hour one, something like that. Like they're all awesome. Like highly recommended. Go do it. And you might see some wildlife too. So yeah, we got to see, I think there were seals that we saw. We also saw puffins and a few different types of birds. And um, we didn't see any wildlife uh, such as orcas or whales during that time. Um, they mentioned that it is a little cold that they start their migration. Mm-hmm around this time. Um, so earlier in the season, if you're interested, I would suggest earlier in the season, if you wanted to see, if you wanted a better shot at seeing whales and orcas. And you saw, um, the glacier calving, huh? It sounds pretty cool. Doesn't it? It sounds like a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What a weird experience because you watch it and then you hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was really cool. The first time I ever heard that, it was like, whoa, what was that? And it's just, it's super cool. You never know what you're going to get. You never know how big it's going to be, how big the splash is going to be. So get your camera ready. It was just yeah, pretty cool. Definitely. So we we spent two nights in Seward, which was great. Yeah, um, what did you think about Seward? I want to get your honest take on Seward. It's an interesting little town. Uh, definitely, if you're into fishing, what a perfect town to visit. Mm. Uh, it's gorgeous. I mean, from our hotel balcony, you saw the mountains across the waterway um, with glaciers right in town. What a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, And it's a walkable little town. You know, Mm -hmm. you're able to walk to restaurants and there's one brewery in the town. Uh, It's a small little town. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool place to visit. It was underwhelming as far as like the food goes though, right? I mean, yeah. what did you say is like, like the Thai place there gets a lot of love. Um, we went. You did? There you yeah. go. What did you think about that? It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. We went, there good. The, we went there in the brewery, but the brewery food was pretty good too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we didn't eat at the brewery, but we went um, for beers. But yeah, I mean, overall it was 
it was fine. It was a, it was a good little stopping point, especially because we were in Anchorage as a home base the entire week before. Mm-hmm. So to kind of just like get out to a new area was really nice. Um, and it was beautiful. We would have loved to day and have gone to Homer around that area. Yeah. I know it's hours away, um, but that looks amazing. Um, yeah. For with- anybody who's looking to go to Seward or is thinking about it, like just know like Seward is kind of a big name, but it's a really small town. And there is that one road that we talked about to get in and get out. So it will take you a while to get anywhere. So just be prepared. You're not going to go to Seward and just hop in and hop out to somewhere else. It's going to take you a while. <laughs> Agreed. It will take a while. There was road work too going. So yeah. like be prepared for that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people who I talked to prior to going said that the speed limits are very strict. Um, know that going into it that they are on the slower side because you have so much, you know, winding road and wildlife um, and stick to them. Mm, that's a good, good advice right there. Yeah. And then our last day in Anchorage, we spent going to a little local park in Anchorage. Um, we got to see moose and black bear um, and just hiked around the area uh, before flying out. And that is... Alaska. Were you exhausted at the end of that? Exhausted. Yes. 100%. Mm. Um, we did so much in a short amount of time. There was a lot Which of is what you time. do. <laughs> that's yeah, just literally. what you do. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Literally. But that's what you do. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, we, the second our head hit the pillow every night, we were out, but then we were up so early the next morning to, you know, get to our new location. Um, mm. Because when you're taking flights, your flights are leaving at, 7, 8 a.m. When you're taking the boat tour, you're leaving at 8 a.m. So you're up in Adam very early. And then same when you have long driving days. So driving to Wrangell, you know, you're leaving at 6, 7 a.m. Because you have three hours ahead of you. You want to spend some time in the park. And then you have three hours back. Mm-hmm. And same with Denali. You know, you have three and a half hours there. Then Top Keaton, And then you have three and a half hours back. So um, a lot of long days. Exhausting. But 100% worth it. It was a really incredible experience. And I will say like some highlights of the trip were, you know, smaller parts too. So Beluga Point as you're driving to Seward is like this small pull-off on Turnigan Arm where people go to watch the sunset and see whales. And, you know, there are some fun little like small tip, like a small little areas to visit that aren't these, you know, huge national parks that anybody can go to. Let's hear more of them. There's probably people that want to know. We'll give me a few more. Let me think of others. I'll put you on the spot. So Chugach in general is like a huge state park right in Anchorage. And you have areas. So like as you drive from Anchorage to Seward, there are hikes that you can hike up into the that road. So you have, they're super accessible. If you don't want to visit the national parks and don't want to drive three hours to see mountains and see the water below you and see wildlife, you know, you're able to spend that time in Anchorage Mm. and do that, Mm. which was great. Good point. Um, so I definitely have some questions for you. Yeah. Um, all right. So advice, just general advice for anybody who's looking to visit Alaska. Give me like one or two, like really good, good tips. Absolutely. It's a different world out there. Um, you know, what you expect is, is these like incredible mountain views Um, incredible wildlife, but no, it's so big. 
that you're not going to see that all at once. You know, it's a different world out there. You know, we're used to going to Montana and seeing the mountains in front of us, the lake in front of us, the wildlife in front of us, right in one spot. You go to different places to go see all of that, you know, in the area, just because of the sheer size. Um, These parks are ginormous, bigger than, you know, anything. Uh, Like, I want to say bigger than states. There's probably a lot of states in the Northeast. Yeah, they mentioned that like some are bigger than, you know, like Switzerland, like countries, Mm. you know, just these national parks are inaccessible and um, know that going into, you're not going to see all of it. Giant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, you know, have, have that expectation going into it. You're not going to be able to see everything. Um, There's so much beauty in the state and you see these amazing photos on social media of you know the mountains in front of you but you have to get there you know you go into anchorage and like sure there's like these mountains near you but then you're driving hours to actually get to them because they're so tall they look so much closer than they actually are (laughs) Um, also glaciers aren't accessible as accessible as you think they are i know matanuska glacier we were looking into it a lot of people visit um Mm -hmm. you you have to pay 125 dollars to take a tour of it Mm -hmm. uh it's expensive it's Mm -hmm. a very very expensive place to visit even if you want to visit nature rental cars are expensive lodgings expensive foods expensive gas is expensive um and just having that mindset going into it save out for it yeah Yeah. anybody who's looking to do it we don't want to deter you from doing it because it's incredible save up for it so when you get there it's like yep I can spend all this money because I saved up for it because it is worth it. Like everything you paid $900 a person. You said it was the highlight of your trip, right? Oh my God. I, I hiked Matt and Uska. We both did. I think we paid like two fifty each highlight of our trip. Like we can't imagine not have done that. So just know it's, it's cost. It's, it's costly to get there. And when you're there, it's even more costly, but just, yeah, it's like, give yourself, don't wing it, give yourself time to save up for it. You can do this cool 100%. stuff. Yeah. It was, it was such a trip, it, a trip of a lifetime. Alaska is beautiful. There is so much to offer that we do not get in the States, yeah. you know, the contiguous, um, it is a different, it's beautiful. And, um, I would love to go visit during different seasons just to see how different, it is like winter looks absolutely gorgeous. See the Northern lights. I know you saw them kind of in the summer, which yeah, I'm jealous of. We got lucky in that trip. There's, I mean, I think when we recorded that podcast about a year ago, it was like, we started off by saying we got lucky every day. I, I, I don't know how that happened, but what are some things that you could have done without We wish we didn't drive absolutely everywhere. Mm. Um, Having a rental car is super convenient, uh, especially if you're not staying in downtown Anchorage. Um, You know, things are, you need to drive places. But like Wrangell, St. Elias, driving to the town of Glen Allen and then hiking in that area, we could have done without. We would have rather taken a plane and going into the park that way, spending a couple extra days. So we could have definitely done without that. Um, that was a big thing. Um, but same with Denali. Denali was absolutely gorgeous. Um, the driving was a lot. We could have done without that. Like we would have loved to stay in that area. 
um, if we had an extra day and be able to, you know, not rush being in the park to get to a plane that didn't take off. Um, so we could have done without like a lot of the driving. Um, and that was just being able to try and fit everything mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. Um, so being cognizant of where we were staying um, a little bit more. Okay. And so besides Brook Falls, because you said that was the highlight of your trip, what was like highlight number two? Sure. So flying back from Lake Clark back to Anchorage, we had this absolutely amazing pilot who took us, it was kind of like a a low flying plane. um, And we were able, he we were able to see so much. We saw moose wandering below us from the plane. We were able to see glaciers up close. Um, he flew over, I think it was the Cook Inlet, um, and we were able to see beluga whales from the plane. So we were able, like coming out of the national park, being able to fly back to Anchorage, we saw just the absolute beauty of Alaska wilderness, these huge mountains with these glaciers and the wildlife associated with it. Um, we couldn't have asked for, you know, better views from above, you know, being able to see all of that. So and what company, what company was that? I'll tag them. Lake Penn Air. Okay. I'll tag them in the show notes so they can give them some love. Yeah, absolutely. I, it was, it was beautiful, you know, and Lake Clark in general is just this absolutely gorgeous blue lake and flying over it is such a cool experience. Um, and I will say going to Katmai, you know, the same experience with these planes, you're flying at such a low altitude that you're seeing some of the mountains so up close and some of the wildlife from above, but close, super cool experience yeah. in the wilderness that way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause we did a chopper ride from five minutes or so. We didn't do a seaplane. Seaplanes on my list. That'd be really cool. How was landing in the water? I've never done that before. It was cool. So, um, I've done one before, but this was obviously my first in Alaska and it was so fun. Uh, and the lake that you fly into for Katmai, um, is this like turquoise blue. So, you know, you have these views as soon as you land, um, what a fun experience. And same with taking off from King Salmon. Um, it's a really fun experience to be in a seaplane that and I think they fit 10 people, you know, max. So mm-hmm. definitely cool. And you've named many lakes. What's the most beautiful lake that you saw? Lake Clark, 100%. It was, it was amazing. It was so beautiful. Um, it was like the color of the wildlife. You just, you saw it all. I, 100% see why it's protected land. This You make me want to go back so bad. I'm so jealous you do get to go back. You probably feel like unfinished business just a little bit, right? It's because of the rain. Or first and foremost, I would love to say that you're still saying all of this amazing stuff, even with terrible weather. So just, oh, yeah. so just imagine even just a little bit of a better weather, how even better it would even be. Alaska is it's majestic. It really is. Yeah. Even with bad weather, we had the best time. I mean, like the views were incredible and, you know, we didn't see them all. I can't imagine it in like a clear day. It was, yeah. But yeah. Unfinished business that we would love to finish all eight. Um, so it, yeah. We're excited. When are you going back? So as of right now, July. 
Nah, so you're moving it up just a little bit. You're like, just yeah, <laughs> forget that rain. I'm not dealing with that shit no more. Yeah, so the rain, we're going to try and avoid the rain. But we also want a little bit more of daylight. Um, although we really didn't have a, a bad amount of daylight. I mean, you have so many hours. And we would have loved to see, you know, midnight sun, which we weren't, we're not going to. But if we do it early enough in July, we're going to hope to see a little bit of that. Yeah, Especially for sure. up in Fairbanks. Well, now I got to ask you, are you going to chase the Northern Lights at some point? We would love to see the Northern Lights. It's on my bucket list, my written down bucket list. Um, next year in Alaska is not an option for that. Right, right exactly. <laughs> but yes, um, and I, we've never been to Iceland, which is very high up on my list. And um, hopefully one day we'll be able to do that there. So I'm going to let you in a little secret. I'm going to announce this on the podcast, though it's not confirmed. I believe we have figured out our honeymoon. I believe. And from what I understand, who knows, she changes her mind. (laughs) We are going to Iceland for a handful of days and then flying to Italy for probably eight, nine, ten days or something like that. So we'll probably do some kind of one of those longer layovers in Iceland that they're famous for and go check out Iceland, have an adventure and then go that's check amazing. out Italy. Oh, that's amazing. That's going to be an awesome trip. Yeah. That's what we're planning on doing because, uh, Italy has been Italy, New Zealand have my, been my dream targets for as long as I can remember. Um, I know I've been to Iceland and I'm dying to like take her. I know Iceland is very high on her list. So I was like, right, let's just knock out a few of these. We have to have an adventure on our honeymoon. It's who we are. Yeah. And I believe what we're going to do next fall, like we're, we're turning into you guys are planning it a year away. Um, I believe what we're going to do is go to Banff. I think we're going to spend four or five days out, out in Banff next fall. I think that's amazing. So, and then that who knows, who knows with the family, year. she was, we were going to have a family at some point too. So we're, we're trying to juggle a lot, you know, it's like travel and, you know, when you start family and, and, you know, I got a new job now, it's like, what in the world is going on? There's a lot of, a lot happening, a lot of good things, yeah. but now I'm just going to ask you, we we can start wrapping this up here, but you still recommend the Capital One Venture X card. Do you still recommend that? Oh yes, it has, it has been A plus. Um, So, you know, we just had this prior experience earlier this week when we were on our road trip around California, Oregon. Um, We got a ding in our rental car windshield uh, as we were driving along early on in our trip and it spread like wildfire. So, you know, the whole bottom portion of our windshield was shattered. um, And then towards the end of our trip, we got a second one and it spread even further. A second one, I know. A second one, crazy, crazy, because most run like most windshields, you get a rock and it just like just a little chip and it stays. These spread. I don't know what kind of windshield it was, but they just they took off. I mean, there were legs everywhere, um, cracks everywhere. Um, and Venturex has it covered. You know, like we don't have to pay for the insurance with Hertz, but you know, our Venturex, we called them and they were like, "Yep, yeah, just send us everything." And you no. Know, no questions asked, you know, like didn't even bat an eye. It was so nice. We get in touch with them in minutes when we call them, you know, they price match our hotels, they price match our flights, they price match 
rental cars, um, and they pick up within minutes. You know, you're on the phone with airlines for two hours, three hours, trying to change reservations, cancel reservations. When you book through them, you know, I call them and they answer immediately and they're able to do just as much as, you know, the airlines. So it's incredibly helpful. You know, we've had the best experience with them. The travel, you know, portal is so great. Um, I highly suggest it. Okay. So you do have to go through their portal and do they use specific airlines and or hotels? They do use specific airlines um, to partner like uh, transfer Mm -hmm. points over. Mm -hmm. Yes. I do not know them off the top of my head. They are not the large airlines that um, like a Delta or American United, they do not have those partnerships. Um, To my knowledge, um, they are more of international. Oh, yeah. Well, that could be a benefit to us. If you are in, yeah. So if you're into, you know, more of the transferring points, I would suggest, you know, more airline based credit Mm -hmm. cards. Um, What's been your biggest part? Like, why, why did you choose the car? I believe we had this conversation before, but I just want to double check. Absolutely. So with the travel portal, uh, you get 10% back on any uh, hotels that you book through them, any rental cars, and then 5% back on flights. And the really cool thing about the flights um, is if they tell you that, you know, it's a great time to book and you book and then the price goes down, they'll refund you that Mm. difference. Um, They price match after you buy. And that's a really, really cool feature because we like to, you know, get, get in while it's hot, you know, plan it ahead. And they tell you, you know, Hey, it's probably a good time to book. And it goes down, you know, they're like, Oh, well, I guess, you know, we'll eat that cost for wow. you. It's a really awesome feature. And they they track all my flights um, and send me emails on a weekly basis. You know, here's where the price is. Here's where we think it'll go. In the meantime, you know, we don't think you should book yet. And um, it keeps me accountable for a booking flight. So what does, what do you mean by price match? I want to make sure I understand that. Because if you're booking through yeah. airline X, are they looking at airline Z and saying, hey, that's cheaper? Or how does price matching work? So uh, sometimes with airlines, it could be a little cheaper depending on, you know, like the promo codes that they have out right Mm -hmm. now or, you know, whatever they have. And if it's a little bit more expensive on the portal and you give them a call to answer, you know, they'll refund you that difference, whatever, you know, the airline is offering you. So you don't have to go through the airline to get the best possible price. If you want those points, you know, the 10, the 5% back on flights or the 10% on hotels, you know, you can call them and they'll give you that. Okay. And so you said 10% back. That's a lot. So, 10% so 10% cash hotels. back. Wow. Yeah. 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 10X 10 points. Wow. Yeah. That's like, so if you spend a thousand dollars on a flight, you get a hundred of that back. That's crazy. So flights is 5%. Flights is 5%. Okay. But you're talking, what's 10% mm-hmm. hotels? Wow. Hotels. Hotels and rental cars. Yeah, yeah, this is a very highly rated card. It was really high, highly rated with the points guy. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Um, and yeah. I'm just, for whatever reason, dragging my feet, I guess just a little bit, just confirming this is the card that we want to get. But you're not the only yeah. one. I just started my new job this week and I had a meeting with a lady that does the events and travels all over. And we were talking about traveling. And I was like, I got to ask you, I was like, what card do you go? She goes, the Capital One Venture X. <laughs> I was like, that's not the only time I've heard that one. So seems to confirm exactly what you're saying. So definitely gonna be looking into that. And uh, yeah, it's a card that we might be getting for our first credit card together. So 
knowing we have a big trip, a few big trips coming up might make some sense, but Hey, Liz, it's been a blast. Been a blast as always. Uh, We will have you back on for part two for Montana. I got to ask you, was it any sunnier? It was. It was. It was sunnier. Um, Yes, we got to see the mountains and the lakes. Yes, we had. Awesome. Yeah. Knowing that I just did Montana one month and a half ago and you just did it a few weeks ago. I'm really excited for that conversation. Glacier National Park is one of those, what's it called? Like a gem of the the continent, I believe it's called. Yeah, we're going to have to dive into that. Crown Jewel of the continent. Yeah, we're going to dive into that one. So I appreciate you splurging about your trip in Alaska, giving us some good tips, some good pointers. I'm bummed that it rained for you, but I'm happy you get to go back and you have unfinished business. That's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for you. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep in touch and we'll get this uh, Miss Montana one coming out very soon. But uh, yeah, let's remind the people of where they can find you. Absolutely. So uh, my Instagram is wandering on the weekends. Yeah. And your Instagram is legit. It is legit. You are an inspiration to my Instagram. I'm not going to lie, especially after our conversations. So it's awesome. Everybody, please go follow her and all the links and your Instagram will be linked in my show notes. So scroll down, go ahead and give Liz a follow. She's well worth it. Great advice, great tips. And you are almost there. You've almost accomplished all the national parks. Incredible. That is incredible. Oh, I'm so excited for you. But before that, we'll talk Montana and we'll get drinks together. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Special, special thank you to Liz Bailey for joining me on this episode, talking about her trip to Alaska. Definitely a little bummer that it rained her entire time there, but glad she gets to go back and experience it with hopefully completely different, beautiful weather like I got to experience. It's just a crapshoot when you're visiting a place like that, but still an amazing trip regardless. And I can't wait for you all to listen to our next episode about Glacier National Park. The weather was way better for her there. I'm super excited to release that for all of you. It was such a such a good episode. Really, really good advice and tips when you're visiting Glacier. Very well worth listening to. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found this episode helpful, if you enjoyed it or know anyone else that would, please share, leave a review, and subscribe. It is all super helpful. I really appreciate every part of that. And I appreciate you listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. My next episode with Liz is coming soon and many, many more after that. I'll catch you all soon.